Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 15 of Run Wild with Lauren and Bud. Yes, we've made it to 15 episodes somehow uh, this year, so we're really proud of that. Uh, Today, we get to share with you guys our new friend, Gregory Byerline. So we sit down and talk all things life and running with Gregory. Uh, He shares with us specifically about his first 50 miler that he just completed. So I really think that you will get a lot out of this episode. Gregory is a dad to three kids, a husband, he holds down a job, and he talks about how he tackles the world of ultra running with all of those responsibilities. And we just had a great time getting to chat. Uh, So sit back, relax. If you're on a long run, I think you'll uh, enjoy this one as well. So here we go. Hey, Lauren. Hey, bud. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So we're, uh, uh, we're separate tonight. We're each yeah. in our high-tech mobile studios, also mm-hmm. known as our cars. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the one place you can escape from your family. Yeah. And so it's easy to hide out here. That's right. Mm. So um, what are you drinking there? Oh, well, Okay. So when we, we initially were going to do this podcast, I was like, oh, but I have this great idea. Uh, if people saw us on Facebook, I've never had a pumpkin spice latte. And we know now that Bud really enjoys a good pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, you know what I'm going to do, Bud? I'm going to go get a pumpkin spice latte and I'm going to try my very first one live on the podcast. So I was going to do that. Okay. Oh, Greg's logging in sorry I just got a message. okay so i uh we got a guest tonight so yeah so anyways right. i was uh i was like i'm gonna go get the pumpkin spice latte we're gonna i'm gonna give you my real time thoughts on it and you know what i was too lazy to go out to find a coffee shop and get one and so i am drinking rum and coke awesome. cheers <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking bud uh this is gin with ice it's got rosemary, olives, and cocktail onions in it. Oh, he's all fancy and classy yeah. tonight. Yeah. yeah. Too so high if, class. If I was James Bond, this is what I would be <laughs> That's drinking. That's right. <laughs> now, did you shake it or did you stir it? I, um, it's actually, uh, what, what's that word in chemistry when you don't mix something? Uh, heterogeneous or something? Yeah, yeah. It's all, left- it's all dumped in there. It's just all it's just all floating and mingling on its own. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's layers. There's like an <laughs> olive juice layer and an alcohol layer. It's... That does not sound good. Okay, hey bud, it's... I'm gonna try to get our guest on here while uh, you're enjoying that concoction. I'm gonna okay. try to add. So hold on here. My high tech Larry is. Okay, we're calling him. So today we get to talk with a Gregory. Let's see if he answers. Oh, suspense. Always oh, unavailable. Okay, well, he'll join us when he can. So, yeah, so he's a fellow Nashvillian. Is that what we call each other up here? I don't know. Uh, and uh, we're going to chat with him tonight. But in the meantime, all right, so we got our drinks. We're in our high-tech mobile studios. Uh, so what's going on in your world? Anything interesting, bud? Yeah, um, I think it's the word is Nash hooligan. 
Nash right? hooligan. I have. Hey, <laughs> I listen. I was not born nor <laughs> raised here. I'm transplanted here from Chattanooga, mm-hmm. so I have no idea. <laughs> mm. no, I'm just uh, doing the dad thing, watching a lot of volleyball stuff like that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had uh, our first soccer game of the year today from a little one, so sports are coming back and. Yeah, I've been doing the mom thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, okay. I, I had a pretty big training weekend last weekend. And oh, tomorrow, yeah, yeah. Tomorrow I'm going to do some stuff. You're going to do so. some stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah tomorrow will like be my running. last. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow will actually be. Oh, here he is. Gregory. Hey, Ooh, so sorry I'm late. Him. Hey, no, Gregory. Fine. We're just chit chatting. We're just, yeah, we're drinking, trying to get. Hey, we do. <laughs> what you got? Okay, tell us what you uh, got. I am drinking a bourbon that I bought at the store, and I honestly don't remember what it's called. Ezra Somebody. It's kind of a bottom shelf mm. bourbon. It's only 90 proof. But I prefer the lower alcohol bourbons, and this one tastes really good. Oh, interesting. So, so now, Gregory, wait a minute. Oh, Bud's going to ask yeah. it. <laughs> So I know you've got like a magnificent beard. So I need you to lower the camera where I can see some of it. There you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> now that is a trail running beard. So you know what he's got? <laughs> Opposite of me, I've got gray stripes where he has black stripes. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, okay. Now, Gregory, I have to ask you because you're a dad and Bud's a dad and I'm a mom. Uh, I see that your mobile studio is actually a closet. Yes, yes. Well, it, it's because I can get behind three doors if I need to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now we're just saying we escape to our cars because it's the only place we can hide. But yes, I like this closet idea. I need to save that for later. I, 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 have, I have done many an episode from my car, but then I figured out that I could do it just in my closet behind some doors. That's awesome. I love that. I love it. Yeah. I'm about. 14 inches from my phone mic. Does that sound okay? Yeah, it does. Sounds good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, cool. yeah. So I'm sure that you uh, joined us. So Gregory, why don't you tell us just a little about yourself? Because um, obviously you're a runner. You're on a running podcast. I mean, I guess this is a running podcast. It's a running podcast, bud. What are we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bud's looking at me like, I don't know what she's trying to say. So, but, and you also yourself host a podcast, right? I do. Yes. Yes. Okay. Awesome. So tell us about that. Okay. Um, So let me talk about the podcasts first, because that's more important than running. Um, I started my podcast, which is called Collected Clan. Um, about three years ago, and uh, I've done one season. It is currently on hold because then I started training for ultras, and there's <laughs> only so much time of the day. Yep. Um, and, and I won't be a deadbeat dad, so I had to let something go. Yeah. But Collected Clan uh, is a collection of audio portraits, as I call it. Um, I've met oh. some really, really cool people in my day. And um, I'm a huge fan of biographies and people's stories. Um, and I'm also a commercial photographer, so I've, I'm ah. accustomed to telling people's stories visually. Wow. Um, but I, I don't do a lot of photography work these days because I now have three kids also. Yeah. 
Um, and I figured out that I could tell people stories after the kids go to bed when I hide behind three doors and go into my closet. <laughs> yes, exactly. I love that. Um, so I started telling, uh, started making audio portraits um, or conversational biographies. Um, it's Collected Clan, the company that you keep. So it's interviews with people that I've collected along my way that I consider my people. Like this, mm -hmm. this is my clan that I've collected. And um, they're normal, everyday people that do really cool stuff. Or for one reason or another, I find them to be extraordinary. And um, I decided to make a podcast out of that. And I'll fire it up again, too. I've got season two kind of outlined, but I don't have any of it recorded yet. But now that my 50-miler is done, I have a little, a little more time on it. <laughs> that's right. Um, that's right. And that led to a, another podcast that literally is about and for and of the subdivision that I live in. Yeah. Um, it's called Woodmont Neighbors. Uh, similar scenario, but they're shorter. And I, just, I interview people that live in our subdivision. Um, oh, that's cool. You know, so that way you can get to know people if you see them on the sidewalk. Say, hey, you know, I, I heard your story or whatever. And just kind of it's a community build sort of thing. Um, but both of those have led to my most recent one, which I produce. I am not on mic for that one, but I produce this one. And these stories are much more profound. They're much more important to tell. And it's a it's a podcast called Someone Like Me. And it's the official podcast for a nonprofit here in Nashville called End Slavery Tennessee. Oh, uh, yeah. I saw you post about that. I was so intrigued by this. Yeah. And, and these stories are just gut level, road level life stories of survivors of human sex trafficking. Wow. My God. Um, and um, they're, they're way more riveting than my mm -hmm. other two shows way more important than my other two shows. Um, and, you know, it's just, they make a bigger ding in the universe. Um, yeah. That one, that one has also completed season one. So I'm in between seasons on all of my shows. Um, but we're, we'll, we'll fire them up again. Uh, someone like me is definitely going to fire up because it's, there's a lot at stake with that one. Wow. wow. That, that's amazing. And so I think what we'll do is we the links to these because mm -hmm. um, I'm sure people are going to listen and be like, I want to check that out. So we'll like, I'll have you send the links and we'll make sure, sure. we get that posted. Yeah. And that's uh, clan and someone like me are available pretty much anywhere and everywhere. Podcasts are okay. available. Um, Woodmont neighbors is also, but I haven't, I mean, it's, it's on yeah. Spotify and Apple and that's really about that. I mean, that covers like 95% of the potosphere. Yeah. Yeah. So we're good. Awesome. But yeah, Very I, interesting. I, I love podcasts. Um, it's actually an idea that I had years ago, but I had no wherewithal to create the whole technology. And I don't want to say, I don't want to be Al Gore saying I invented the internet, but once I realized what it was and how to make it, I'm like, well, this is a no brainer. Mm -hmm. This is like the best thing ever. I, it's my favorite program. It's my favorite medium. Um, it's my favorite way I, I learn things and expand mm -hmm. my world. Um, other than, you know, a face-to-face -face conversation, which is hard to do these days. Yeah. Uh, 
but that's also where trail running comes in, you know, because you've got mm-hmm. you know, three hours in the woods with somebody. You, you can get to their story really fast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I love that because I think it's so true. I, you know, you find, uh, especially right now and with Corona and with the climate of everything in the world as it is, you know, it's really hard to have face to face conversations with people. And so people are doing it through social media. And I hate like trying to express myself through text, through, you know, writing. And I just, I'm such a fan of face-to-face. And I think that's probably why I was so drawn to podcasts as well. Because it, it gives you that face-to-face. Like you're, and even if you're just the listener, it's like you're there in the conversation and you're, you get yeah. to hear the person. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it makes a huge difference. It yeah. does. So, yeah. so Greg, I have some questions um when you talk about people who might be in your clan so are you you finding uh can you kind of define that where it's are these people that have their kindred spirits of yours or you you maybe would not have been introduced to them in the outside world but you met them through trail running or somehow or what um it's actually a little bit of of all the above uh the main hurdle is if like if their memory pops up in my head i'm like "Mm, you know what i'm glad i know that person Mm. that's like hurdle number one um because i've also met a lot of not cool people in my yeah for sure which you know i mean you've got to take the the bad with the good and 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 all that's well and good um but, but i'm a believer in telling other people's stories like i love biographies um, it's not that I'm bored with my own life, but I'm, I'm fascinated by other people's lives too, because, you know, we don't, we don't have our lives figured out, but we can help figure it out by hearing how other people's lives have gone. And, yeah. How and they made their choices. Someone has yeah. gone there before. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but there are, there are some people, um, <laughs> like Franklin and Jenny Baker, for example, I had them on my show and I had only known them maybe seven or eight months, but everyone else on the show I've known for at least 10, some of them 20, 25 years. I literally have been like, you know, this is, these are my people. And early on meeting Jenny, Frank, Jenny and Franklin Baker, who are the race directors for the Georgia Jewel, um, there, there was an instant kinsmanship with them. And I, I just, I just felt compelled. I was like, you know what? I'd like to have you on, on my show. And, and they agreed. And it was a fantastic conversation. We talked about life and homeschooling and trail running and just, you know, all of it. Um, it was Can great. I ask, were you, were you signed up for the race before you had them on the show or after? No, it was, it was after. I had already run the event in September the very first time. And then I think we did mm. the interview like in February or March. Okay. Ah, okay. Okay. So the way that I met you was, um, let's see, I would see posts from other people about this full moon running group that meets. And I'm like, that's, I mean, I remember seeing this a while ago and 
I have to admit, I'm not a big group runner just because, you know, I got three kids and I yeah. live way on the outside of Nashville. And so I just, you know, I'm usually on my own. And uh, but I always thought, man, I got to get to this full moon running group. It sounds so cool. And so I think that's how I first connected with you. Uh, so tell us a little bit about this full moon Nashville running oh, thing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They, they literally are my favorite runs every month. Um, it's called the Moonshine Runners Society. Uh, it's not a club. It's a society um, because you don't have to be you don't have to be a member. Uh, right. If you want to be quote in the club, just show up for a run. Um, and um, it was founded outside Nashville in a little town called Nolensville. And um, uh, we're running on roads that I used to uh, ride on. I my endurance athletes uh, athlete athletic life started as a competitive uh, just you know like a, a road cyclist um, oh, okay kind of like I mean I was a cat five and I only I only got to cat four I wasn't like this big dude or anything but I love racing bikes um, that was before cell phones were in every car that passed you on the bike and uh, it was I, I don't know I, I raced competitively for I don't know three or four years then we moved deeper into Nashville for a while family started growing so we moved out to suburbia so i realized this uh lot that we bought to build a house on was literally i could see the roads i used to ride on from my front door i'm like this is great i can at least go run on these roads and then um i wanted to get to know people in our neighborhood so i saw full moon was coming around and i just posted on our facebook group it's like hey hey you know there's full moon coming there's not a lot of houses here, so we've got a lot of street lights that haven't been activated yet. Let's run in the dark, but under the <laughs> light of the moon. Yeah. <laughs> and we're, I mean, we're, in, we're in the neighborhood, so there were house lights, there were porch lights. We had some light pollution. It wasn't completely in the dark. Um, and that's really where it started. And then we, we did one run in the neighborhood. We had about 10 people on the first one. And that just planted the seed of an idea. I'm like, I've got to find somewhere in the country where I can get a bunch of crazy runners together who will come out and start, you know, 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock p.m. run in the dark. And I found a road. It's an east-west road. It's called McCandless, south of Nolensville. There's a park right there, so we've got parking. And um, we have two routes. One is a four-and-three-quarters route. And then uh, on Friday and Saturday, we don't have to go work the next morning. Uh, we'll do a three mile out and a three mile back, just a little bit longer because we have a little more time. And we we wear headlights, we wear reflective gear because it is on a road, mm -hmm. but we only turn our headlamps on when there are headlights coming towards us. Ah, cool. Because you don't need the light to see. Yeah. You need the light to be seen right by the cars so yeah we, we, and we can see them coming from a half mile away so it's like you know standard car up you know we turn our headlights on and when they pass they come right off and our eyes adjust and we're running under the original running light um we've done 52 full moon runs so Whoa. that's wow I mean, we're pushing for we're over four years wow um, okay literally my favorite runs of the month they're stretch uh, when we started the park we get about a mile and there's houses up against the country road. At, at the mile point, you come around this bend and over a hill and the houses are gone because you reach cattle farmland, this mm -hmm. pasture. 
and the trees go about a mile east and west and the entire pasture valley opens up and the, the moon is literally right in front of us. And it just casts light on this pasture where you could count head of cattle. It's, it's so dark, but it's so bright. It, like you could see them peppering the hillside. And every time I come around that corner, I get chills. Wow. Because you're in the full-on moonshine. You're yeah. in the rays of the moon, casting hard shadows. And there, there's just something about it. It's, it's, a, it's a must-experience experience is, is what I call it. Yeah, um, I could sit and talk about it all night long, <laughs> but you won't get it until you come out and run it. Yeah, now, I, ha I have noticed that. Uh, I mean, roadrunners are welcome. So if you're a roadrunner listening to this, you are certainly welcome to come. But it has morphed into a road run of the trail tribe because <laughs> trail runners are accustomed to running at night. Yes, ultra, ultra runners. <laughs> That's like, right. They get night training in. And uh, road runners are like, well, I, I don't know. Are there potholes on the road? <laughs> might, I, might I twist my ankle? I'm like, right. maybe. But trail runners <laughs> don't care about that. Right. You know? yeah. yep. um, so, so it has become, you know, a, a road run for my trail tribe. Um, yeah. But again, if you're listening to this, road runners, please come experience this and get a taste of what ultra running is like because you'll run in the dark um, with cars. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, Moonshine Runner Society is the, the group on Facebook, and we've got the .com for that. And every, every 29 days, we get together and um, run for 45 minutes to an hour. So, Greg, I think, I think you're going to get a lot of people who are going to, they're going to get interested in what you're doing, and they're going to show up. But, <laughs> um, I would love that. And I depending think, on how far reaching this is, uh, we we've had a, a satellite chapter in Huntsville. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Yep. Um, yeah, maybe I need to do that out here. I'm like on the opposite. I'm in Keith, like past Keystone Springs. I'm way okay. out in the country. We have no light pollution. Is <laughs> a good thing, but like yes. maybe I need to start a chapter. Yes. So I was and, what and, I was going to ask I'm, was I'm totally open to that, uh, and I if, would love to see it take off. Like if you had advice for people, let's say they live way far away from where you are. And they're interested in this and, and recognize they're coming from a different experience than you are. So yeah. they may not they may not have as much nighttime running experience as you, but now they're interested in this. What advice would you give someone who wants to run in the dark for the first time? And, you know, um, do they have to be cautious about stuff? Do they have to I, look at this in the daylight first? What do they have to do? Um, it's it's always good to scout um, what what you want to look for uh, if you're planning on having a group is, a group is somewhere to safely park cars. So you know if you're out in the country, maybe it's a church parking lot, or you know if you live in the country, you know host it, you know stage it from your house and everybody park there because uh, you don't want to just be parking on the side of a random country road. Um, that could get sketchy. Um, somewhere to park, a safe place to gather. And um, ideally, it's an east-west road because, like, if you start from the west and head east, then you've got the moon directly in front of you, and you can see, you can kind of watch it rise. And then we do, we do an out back. So when we turn around, it's behind us, which means it we're, it's like front lit where we're going. Um, it doesn't wow. have to be an east-west road, but it, it helps because there's less blockage of it. Uh, if it's a north-south road that's tree-lined, then you're going to have, you know, tree shadows all over the road. And it might defeat the purpose. 
Uh, I would love for these to be done on trail, but it's counterproductive because the idea is to have the light come down and light your way. Um, but the tree canopy tends to block it. Uh, so safe place to park, you, just a, a simple low traffic road, um, like a, a something smaller than a county road that has a number. So like not Highway 96, which is a state <laughs> highway. Um, and maybe not the county roads that feed into a state highway, but the side roads that connect to the county roads that connect to the state highway. Something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Um, another great place to do it is if you've got connections with a golf course. Oh, then, yeah. Then run on the cart path because there's no lights there in the golf course. Um, there might be closer to town, so there might be a little more light pollution, but there's no cars. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty simple. Then it's just a matter of you're just calling your buddies and, you know, your, your guy running buddies and your girl running buddies and your dog runners and just say, hey, meet me at spot X at this time and wear a headlight and we'll only turn it on if we see headlights. Wow. I love this. I feel like you should write a pamphlet, like how to <laughs> run at yeah. your home. Like you have got it down, like the east and west. I wouldn't even thought about that. It's like, science. Yeah, and I'm, it's science. blowing my mind. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. It's awesome. And, and we start this time of year, we start at, we meet at 745, we run at eight. Okay. Um, because like if I'm, if we're running out west to east, then the sun or the sun, the moon is you know, like this much above the horizon, and then you can just, you can watch it rise. Um, in the summertime, we start an hour later because the it's not dark as early. Mm-hmm. Um, it, get, it, it gets dark later, so we start later. Uh, so we literally, we just kind of roll with the tide because the tide rolls with the moon, uh, and we roll with the tide on that one, and we just- Wow, that was start. like a, a pun. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, <laughs> hey, <laughs> now- <laughs> I do have notes on how to start a moonshine run, but I've oh, not there you go. blog is just private yeah. notes for yeah. me. Um, but I would, I would love to see it take off because it literally is an experience. Um, and I mean, we've, we'll, we don't run in the rain because it's cloudy and there's not a lot of, yeah. a lot of moonlight. Uh, but what the rain date is usually the following day and we've only missed maybe one or two moonshine runs in four years because of weather hmm. um we did take a little bit of a break during quarantine because rightly nobody wanted to get together in a group yeah and we still uncertain what was going on so we had three three months off but we fired it up again and people are coming out and it, it's excited and <laughs> some people are like oh my gosh crap i missed the event announcement it was it was last night wasn't it? I'm like yeah sorry we, <laughs> we miss you <laughs> well that was that's what i was going to ask we just had a full moon a couple of days ago right so yes yeah, we so, had a group of eight, seven or eight that came out. Awesome. Yep. Now, wait, October is a blue moon, right? October's so there's another moon. full moon. Another full moon, yeah. There's, so you yeah. get two. It's like a bonus month. Yes, it's a free run month. And it's part, <laughs> uh, the next one will be the next run. I think the full moon is on the 31st. Yeah. Um, Like in the wee hours of the morning. So if like if it's a 2 a.m. full moon, I'm going to run the night before because it's the fullest moon. OK, but if it's full at like 11 p.m., then we'll run on, on that same day. Um, mm-hmm. But since 31st is Halloween, then I've scheduled the next official full moon run for the 30th because it's easier for parents. OK, 
So you heard it here. If you're around Nashville, October 30th, get your pre-Halloween full moon night run in. Yes. And I may. I may. So I'm going to try to do that if I can walk uh, because I have a 100 miler at the end of October. So if I'm back to running <laughs> and I'm not <laughs> crippled, um, I may try to join you on that one. Yeah. And, and I know that's a haul for you. And I've forgotten that you live yeah. west of town. But um, yeah, if you'd love to uh, start one out there and call your 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 running buddies to to join you, yeah. my my son has joined me in the closet here. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hello. And, and yes, catch the irony. My son is named Miles. Oh really? <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Hi, Miles. I'll be, out, I'll be out in a little bit, buddy. But yeah, that's the Moonshine Runner Society. And I've got hats and stickers and wi wi whiskey glasses. I haven't, baby. I'm sorry. I haven't seen it for a while. Uh, we've got whiskey glasses and trucker hats and stickers. And I'm working on some other swag, too. But That's all the all the stuff I like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bet sold. It's, He's going to drive to Nashville. <laughs> it's just fun. Um, I'm glad people come out to it. And we've got a yeah. core group. And they're inviting friends and it literally is my favorite run of the month. Um, I can be driving there yawning from like the longest day at work. And as soon as we start, it's like, there's this, there's this energy. Um, yeah. Literally, you know, there's that connection with nature again, which is why we run ultras, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. we're out in the elements and it's another element to soak in. Um, and there might be a little bit of liquid moonshine in my trunk <laughs> at the end if anyone wants it there we go okay bud you're going to, have to make the drive sometime we, oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that so is, cool that is your short awesome. question yeah i'll talk about yeah no i love that because and then <clears throat> the other thing i mean i'm a night runner i i run at night all the time i love running at night but i know for a lot of people running at night is a little scary or intimidating and so if yep. you have a group to go with, it makes it, like I said, it's fun. It's not scary. You're together with a group of people. So I do think it's a great way for people mm -hmm. to feel more confident and get night training done uh, if, yeah. you know, if they don't want to do it by themselves. And so I love that. And I love, of course, running under a full moon. That's just always awesome. So yeah, it's magical. And we've kind of partnered with Ragnar uh, a couple of years when they do the Chase the Moon Challenge. Oh. Um, and the local Ragnar rep has um, joined forces with us and brought a bunch of swag. And I mean, we've had, I don't know, 30 people on a Ragnar night. Wow. Um, yeah. So it's, you know, it wasn't when, when I saw that they were doing a chase the moon challenge, I'm like, what a fantastic idea that we've been doing here. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, we've already thought of. Oh, I love that, though. But that is great. I'm glad that Nashville has something like that. I know it kind of makes me want to, like, for, like, the Dixon, Kingston Springs, Fairview people, I'm like, maybe we need, like, I don't want to be in charge, but I want someone to be <laughs> in charge and plan that, yes. you know? <laughs> yep. So, I mean, yeah. Actually, I think a great location to stage in that area would be on the Natchez Trace Parkway. I was just thinking the same thing. That's funny. When you were talking about picking like somewhere to run in my head, I'm thinking, I bet Natchez Trace would be perfect. Yeah. yeah. And it, mm. it's, it's technically north south, but the tree okay. line is so far back. I mean, it's wide open. 
mm-hmm. stage it at Garrison Creek, run up to the yeah. to the bridge and back, or however far. Oh my gosh, that mm. would be amazing because there would be like no light pollution out there. Yeah, I may have to attempt this. I don't know, or find someone who wants to to be the organizer. And <laughs> but knows <laughs> I don't like to be the organizer of anything. <laughs> yeah. So if you live in Fairview, if you're listening, live in Fairview, Leapers Fork, Franklin area. Yeah, hit yeah. me up. Let's yeah, do I'll it. <laughs> I'll join in. That is, I mean, that really is truly like such a unique experience. So that's awesome. And hopefully people will want to start some chapters and let it take off. Um, yeah. But you could do one out there yeah, in Saudi Daisy. I mean, Certainly. you're out. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly. Okay. So tell us now about, uh, you just did your first 50 miler, right? It was your first... I did, yes. Okay, well, now will it be your last? Um, it's my last scheduled one. Okay, okay, okay. So tell us all about the race you did and like why, like was it something like a long term goal you've had or was it just like everyone else is doing it? I'm gonna sign up. Um, uh, it was as another one of those um, all of that to some extent. Um, the reason I did a 50 miler this year is because this year was my 50th lap around the sun. I turned 50 oh. at the end of July. So it was my birthday run. Nice. And uh, the 50 I chose was the Georgia Jewel 50. And um, the reason I did the 50 miler is because I had already done three 50Ks prior. And I that I'm like, just to do another 50K, that's that's not a stretch. That's, you know, it's not a birthday run. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll do another 50K, but I won't do it for my birthday. Um, <laughs> and the funny thing is, at the second time I did a 35 miler, um, I looked at my wife who uh, has birthed our three children who are under 11. Yeah, do the math on that. My <laughs> came when I was 39, which is really why I started running. Um, but you know, I I decided to train for two ultras, two 35 milers, uh, two years in a row, and she's got you know three kids under nine, three kids under ten. And uh, end of last year, I was like, you know what, I'm I'm going to rope it back in. I'm going to do 25 k's less, where I uh-huh. you know, doing like super long uh, Saturdays, and I'll have to do back to back long runs. I was like, oh crap. I turned 50 this year. What am I going to do? Uh, hey, baby, there's a 50 miler down at the Georgia <laughs> Jewel. <laughs> um, and I, I got her to uh, bless it probably a little begrudgingly, but she's like, you know, do what you got to do. Um, so that's why it's my only scheduled 50 is because I need to get some family time back. Mm-hmm. And um, now that I know what it takes to train for a 50, that is a freaking a lot of time. Um, and it was a lot of rewarding time. And it's completely worthwhile for those who have never run a 50 or for those who have family situations where you can be away that long. Mm-hmm. Uh, financial means or whatever. Um, I and I'm so glad I did it. But the reason I don't have another one scheduled is because I'm literally I'm going to go back to 25 care less. Um, I'll I'll get to where I can. I mean, I'll be able to maintain fitness. I want to drop a half marathon at any given moment. Um, but being 50 miler ready was a big strain on family and mm-hmm. work time. Um, and I, I may push that down two, three, four, 
years before I do that again until our kids can be a little more autopilot. Yeah. Uh, I lost the summer with them. I don't want to lose the fall and winter. Um, kind of, it's just going to hang out. Um, yeah. But I found a, well, I, I found the Georgia Jewel years ago. I just fell in love with the bakers and the entire Georgia Jewel family. Um, and it just made sense that that was the 50 miler that I was going to. Mm-hmm. And it, and at, at the time it was a point to point. And then the world fell apart with this plague pandemic that we're going through and the route changed to an out and back. What oh. they repeated on the out and back was the most challenging section of the point to point. So it was same distance, but the elevation went up almost by, almost doubled. Um, and it was a much more challenging race than I had anticipated. Okay. Uh, so that was a change. Um, the quarantine was another challenging change, which actually for me was a blessing because I started working from home. So I didn't have to do an hour and a half total commute every day. I suddenly had all this time back in my day which allowed me to get, you know, 12 miles in during the middle of the week um, and not need to break it up into, a, you know, three fours or two sixes or anything like that. Um, it was definitely a challenge. I'm thrilled I did it. I'm glad to have done it. Glad it's done. Um, learned a lot about me in the whole process. Learned a lot about time management and like everything that we learn in this endurance sport that we do um found a uh I, I, I was going into the year i wanted to like hire a coach i wanted to like have someone to like totally get me on board to do this um then in march when we all quarantined like well they're you know and, I, and we ended up needing to take like a 30 percent pay cut at work mm-hmm. in order to mm-hmm. keep our jobs so like well there goes my coach right so I found a um i found a training plan online that uh, a lot of people sent me. I was like, hey, what have you trained for? Send me what you got. And the most common one I got was from Relentless Forward Commotion. Yeah. Uh, it was a solid, solid first 50 mile of training plan. But I swear it was written for someone with no kids who is 20 <laughs> years younger than I am. <laughs> yeah, because, I know. I feel um, ya. <laughs> man, six weeks out, six to eight weeks out, I thought there is no way I'm going to finish 50 miles. I'm tired. I, I don't want to run anymore. I was just in that funk, that nasty funk of fatigued legs because, you know, you have to run on tired legs. And, mm-hmm. and it, was, it wasn't pretty. Um, and thankfully, I had uh, been introduced to Chad Wright at the Mid-State Mile. Oh, yeah. And his whole, you know, don't die in the chair and that whole positive mental attitude uh, that he talks about really carried me through the doldrums of summer, just, you know, keeping my eye on the goal of you're, you're not in your first 50 miler. You're setting out to finish your first 50 miler. Um, so the competitive one in me had to reestablish some expectations along the way and like, okay, so I'm going to need to learn to use poles because apparently I can't stand up for very long. I need, I need that extra appendage, you know, just all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was, man, it was such a great race. I loved it. 
So Good. you're okay. You're like two weeks out from that race now. So how have you recovered? Oh, I um, Monday and Tuesday I couldn't walk. I could barely walk. I looked like a feeble old man. <laughs> um, and the funny thing is, is we scheduled a vacation in North Carolina mountains, and my family was really supposed to be at the finish line to celebrate with mm-hmm. me this birthday run. But then whole COVID hit and there was a, you know, a contingency plan for all that. Um, so they drove down Sunday morning, picked me up, and then we continued on to North Carolina. Um, we're staying in a cabin and it's a two-story cabin with wood steps. I'm in my sock feet and I'm coming down, hobbling <laughs> legs of these steps. I mean, I literally looked like I had either stuck something up my backside or, or whatever. <laughs> But on Thursday, my legs were feeling okay, which was awesome because I slipped in my sock feet and I slipped down to the next step and I had my brakes again. My quads worked. But if that had happened on Monday or Tuesday, <laughs> I, I'd have gone yeah. down. Because, I mean, yeah. I did not have my quads did not work on Monday and uh. Tuesday. Um, but by, I mean, I walked my dog on Wednesday. We went out for about an hour and a half. Um, sorry half an hour and um, did some climbing up the mountains there in North Carolina. And that was a good little shakeout walk. Um, and by Thursday and Friday, I, mean, I felt great. And I've run, I don't know, two or three times since then, fully recovered as, as if I had never done it. Yeah, that's awesome. I think I was the same way uh, after my first 50 miler. I remember being shocked because I thought I was pretty trained for it. But like you said, it was kind of the same thing. Those first two days, I was not walking. I was hobbling. <laughs> yeah. Leg muscles didn't work. I was in some pain. And I remember, like, I couldn't even get in and out of the car. Like, it was an ordeal. You know, I looked like, <laughs> like I was, yeah, just I, couldn't uh, function, I, you know. I felt okay Sunday because my delayed onset muscle soreness hadn't kicked uh, in. Okay. Um, I'm looking for my charger. Oh no, it's gonna run out of battery. Is giving me a warning. Oh, I know no. it is. Oh, it has been stolen. Of course, you've Would got you three kids. Yeah, <laughs> firstborn's gonna find me a charger. Um, you know, but Sunday was fine. Monday, not fine. Um, and I was sitting in my van all day Sunday as we drove. But yeah, I mean, recovery has been great. Good. I've good. been, I've been reliving it all, and I'm not sure, babe. Be a little bit more. Um, been reliving it all. I watched my GoPro footage last night for the first time. Um, did I'm you have a GoPro with you? I did. I, I borrowed one from a friend of mine. And wow. I pulled it out just whenever, like, inspiration struck. Yeah. Um, it's more of a personal document documentary diary um, just to log the memory of it. And um, a little bit. We're actually recording right now. Um, this is my firstborn. Oh, that's cool. Hi. Awesome. <laughs> um, so I'm going to piece that together. And, I, you know, I've got the most supportive friends. Um, I set up a Facebook event just saying, hey, look, here's what I'm doing. If you would be so inclined to remember... Saturday afternoon from 1.30 to like 8.30, if you if I cross your mind, would you just send me a text of, hey, you can do this. Send me a dad joke. Send me just anything. 
um, because I can see I can see it on my watch. Well, I could get their message, but I can't mm -hmm. reply to their message. And um, I've got now screen grabs of their messages, uh, their cheers, like the most awful dad jokes, which means they're the most awesome dad jokes. <laughs> I'm going to throw that those in cool. the video about the time that I would be in the, in the race um, because it's a story. It's a timeline. Mm -hmm. I just need to pull that together. Um, but it still might be a month or two. But, um, yeah, I relived it all last night. And uh, it, was, it was good times. Awesome. Now, was there ever a point in the 50 mile? Cause I know for me, I, I, I had this point, but maybe yours went a little better. Was there like a wall? Did you hit a wall? Like, was there a time where you're just like, Oh my gosh, like I don't want to make my legs go anymore. Like they're just, yes. let's see, let me do the math. It would have been in the forties of miles, yeah. early forties. Uh huh. Um, the sun had just gone down. And the cup of ramen noodles that I had carried out of the aid station at mile 39 <laughs> was now gone. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, that stuff is like jet fuel. But it once, it burned, <laughs> once it burns gone, then you've got this carb hangover. And yeah. the sun had gone down and I was I wasn't sleepy. I wasn't hallucinating, but I was starting. My legs were like, OK, I was rocking from side to side. Mm -hmm. and I looked down, I'm like. Woohoo! I just whipped out a 24 minute mile, y'all. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> lasted yep. for about two miles, and then I got to the uh, the last aid station, which is three ish miles to go, and it was all literally all downhill from there. And uh, you know, Coca Cola up and oatmeal cream pie up, and went down the mountain, <laughs> and then um, you know, conquered Mount Baker. Yeah, and that awesome. and Mount Mount Baker is hard too. Yes. Yeah, it's really it's, steep, and it's at the very, very end. <laughs> yeah, Mount Baker is a 0.12 mile distance, but over that distance, it climbs 180 feet. It's an old service road. It's part paved, but it's it's like destructo paved right now. Yeah. It's got ruts and yeah. everything. Um, it's an average grade of 32% from bottom 32, wow. Wow. And it's 51% for a section. So there literally is like you're, you know, you're climbing a 45 degree angle. Yeah. Um, it's, it's steep. And the fact that they put it you know, quarter mile from the finish is mm -hmm. the most genius thing ever. You either love it and you hate it or you hate it. And I actually, I love it. <laughs> but we we isn't don't we have to go down it at the beginning though? We did, yeah. yeah. At the beginning you, you go down. down it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you just come back on it, okay? Yeah. Yep. And last year only the hundred milers would go down it and then come back up because hundred mile course didn't change. They've they've always been an out and back, but every other distance used to be, they would drive you out in the middle That's of nowhere, right. pick you off the bus, and say, "There's the trail, find your way home." Yeah. Um, I mean, it it's flagged and all this, so it's not like nowhere for dead but that's the, the fun way to tell it um mm -hmm. it's and a very nice race but then everything converted to out and back this year because of not getting everybody so close quarters on a bus oh yeah and i actually and like i think i liked it better and it's on the Pinhoti trail right yes. yes yeah so that and that goes all the way across like Alabama all the way up into and this is actually a this this race is in Dalton Georgia so it mm -hmm. yes it's, it actually uh, crosses over a Georgia section of it yeah. yeah 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 
Yeah, it was great. They had like a they sent out a, like a COVID manual, like we can do this, but here's what we need you all to do in order for us to do this. Right. Um, uh, instead of the swag was a buff, mm-hmm. um, you know, so we had to have masks up at the start. As soon as you leave the runner shoot, you could pop it down if you wanted to. You could run the trail unmasked. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, it it spreads out, and I was I was by myself for a lot of it. Um, and then when you pulled into aid stations, they asked you just to you know you to pull your mask up or have a mask on or something to that effect. Um, all the food was prepackaged. I mean, they they found a way to make it happen as close to the way it normally is outside of a quarantine. Mm-hmm. And man, it was just good to get together in the woods with like-minded people and yeah. get the family together again. Yeah. Um, it wasn't exactly the same because you missed out on the hugs and high fives because everybody's like, hey, <laughs> air five, air, air high five. <laughs> Um, yeah but it was it was it was better than not having the event at all oh I agree and so in less than two weeks we have the no business 100 coming up and it's it's the same it's um where you know you'll be buffed or masked at aid stations prepackaged food that kind of thing that I think everybody's kind of the new normal for racing Hi, I see a little hand mm-hmm. waving at me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm just excited. I don't care what it looks like. You know, at this point, I'm just excited like you to be back out there in the woods yep. with everybody. Yep. yep. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and this, this might be the new normal. Um, it yeah. Was crash heavy because it was all prepackaged food. You know, right. So, you know, bulk food you could scoop up or something. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, I know it's plastic bags, single use and, and trash and all that stuff. But still, we got to get together. Yeah. And the jewel is, is a very much a there's a there's a family to the jewel. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was my fourth jewel. So there's people that I see one time a year when they come back to the jewel. Oh wow. Yeah. You know, again, we you know, we stay connected on social media. Yeah. But it's not the same like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. As getting everybody at the same table to break bread or sweat yeah. together. Yeah. Suffer together, you know. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so no more. You survived your first fifty. It sounds like you more than survived. It sounded like you had a great fifty, and I, so I no more scheduled. 50. Yeah, I didn't. Uh-huh. I didn't fall apart. Um, I kind of fell apart before the event because I had major, major doubts um, mm. early on. Yeah, but you know, you push through it, and you just you do what you got to do. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, so no scheduled this year, going to do shorter distances. So you think you're going to give it a few years and I totally get that. Like, you know, depending on where you are with your kids and you got young kids, it is so, so difficult, um, to have that time away that you need to run. And I know balancing it all is very difficult. Um, so yeah, I feel like I, I get that because there were quite a few years where there was, it was impossible for me to do any type of, you know, just being able to do like a 50 K was a big deal to be able yeah. to train up for that. So I totally, I get that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And, and I know there are families out there who are able to pull it off. Um, and I envy them to some degree. Mm-hmm. We're just not one of those families. Yeah we've tried uh and, and my wife was gracious it was my third year in a row doing an ultra or or at least at least one every year um what makes our situation a little different is that we homeschool 
yeah. our kids, uh, and we have three. And my wife literally is in this house 24-7 mm-hmm. with our children 24-7. And they're fantastic kids. I mean, God has blessed us with amazing little human beings that I adore. Um but you need a little time away. Yeah, everybody and needs a okay time away. Yeah. Away. So yeah. mama needs some time away. That's right. Um, yeah. And you know, it's it's a two-parent household. We're both active parents. I'm not one of those guys who's just like, all right, woman, well, take care of the kids. I'm gonna right. go and do this, that, and the other. Enjoy yourself. I'm gonna go have a blast. Um, we share that responsibility. And uh <laughs> I tease her because <laughs> she she is a former ballerina, so which means when she was in her teenage years and early twenties, she just jacked up her joints, which means uh-huh. she doesn't run. The the okay. pounding of is not good for her right now. But once the um, once work from home started, she's like, "Wow, you're home, that's awesome!" And she started since March. She's been walking about fifty miles a week. Wow! Wow! That's amazing. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah, uh, uh, it's great. And it got to where it was like, okay, well, I've got two back-to-back long runs to do this weekend, but you want to get some back-to-back long walks in. How are we going to do that? Yes. Oh, um, my so gosh. So that was, that was yeah. another challenge. But, again, it was a welcome challenge because yeah. she's, she's finally taking time for herself and she's getting outside and, yeah. you know, all, all the benefits there. So uh, since this, you know, it's, it's a partnership here um, and I want to pull my own weight and she carried more than her load for me to go do that crazy 50 miler. Um, and I'm grateful for the support and, um, I'm going to be, I'm going to be present a little bit more instead of being out in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. I like to run two things. I like to run toward Uh goals. Um, and it's not like a run from something. Um, I, I confess I'm probably, I have an addictive personality, so I probably am addicted to trail running. Uh huh. But it's got to, you know, it's got to stay in, stay where it is. <laughs> oh, I totally get that. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably the one that's like, <laughs> I'm just going to run away from all my problems. See ya, everybody. So well, I totally uh, get that there's, because there's a it lot is of so time easy to do. That's needed, too. You yeah. Just, you're like, all right, peace out. I'm going to the woods. Yeah. <laughs> I'll come <laughs> back happier, but I've got to get out of here. That's right. Yeah. And everybody needs the break. But that that's funny that you talk about you and your wife kind of juggling the walking and the running because my husband was never a runner. But he, this year he started training and running and we're both running No Business 100. And it oh, wow. has been and I we homeschool, too, and all that. And so it has been like a, the craziest year. And granted, since I work from home now, uh, he does not work from home. It has made my life easier because I can get up early instead of like having to do things. I can run like while everybody's yeah. still sleeping and not have to worry about getting everybody ready for this and that and my commute. Um, so, but it is, it's funny because I'm like, wait, I, I thought I was doing long back-to-back runs this weekend. You're running now? Okay. Or, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like juggling it. It's such an ordeal. It really is. Um, so yeah, I, I totally get that in the time yeah. away. It is, it is Just always another a variable act. in the equation. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's funny. And, and, and like I said earlier, if quarantine hadn't happened, I, I honestly don't know if I would have been able to train mm-hmm. enough, completed a 50 miler without it sucking big time. Yeah. Because what working from home allowed me to do is 
literally, if I had an hour for lunch, I could run for an hour and I could come home and I can stand at my computer and I could That's be right. wet with sweat. I don't have to be presentable. I just need to be present. Right. You know, yeah. Like, I found the same thing for back. myself. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah. Greg, I found the same thing. Greg, let me ask you this. Cause you kind of yep. touched on something that really resonated with me. You said that you don't like to run away from problems. You like to run towards goals. And to me, that really helps put something in perspective because like admitting that we have addictive personalities is one thing. And then admitting that we have problems and we run away from those problems. I want to appeal to our listeners. You know, I I, kind of feel like maybe there's people like me out there who are hearing this for the first time. And one of the things that trail running does for me is it's an escape. And it's somewhere where I can go and quite literally run away from my problems, if it, even if it's just temporary. Yeah. And so can you kind of, you, you're like giving me wisdom that I haven't like had yet. It's, uh, I, I tend to run away from my problems. And I, don't, I don't tend to run towards goals. So how can you help some of our listeners who are kind of in <laughs> the same boat? Bud. I can Bud I, needs some help. <laughs> <laughs> Is this where you lean your car seat back into it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lay down, bud, and let's get this figured out. Uh, Well, that's that's a great question. And let me start the answer by saying that I've got problems that I run from also. um, And running is an escape. And and solo running is often a time to contemplate why I need to escape. And like, maybe I need to fix what or work on fixing whatever it is that's making me want to run away from something um you know it's some people call it meditation it's it's an active meditation or 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 what have you um so i don't i don't want to make it sound like i don't have problems and all i can do is just you know go towards goals because this guy's got this guy's got some problems we all do um but my running is not and yes, it's a, it's an escape, but it's more of an unplug and recharge escape. Um, to me, it's no different than, you know what? I just need to go take a bath mm. or I need to go for a walk by myself or I need to go do retail therapy and I'm going to go grab a cup of coffee and I'm just going to go walk up and down the aisles or whatever someone's escape is. Um, for me, it's just it's just active and it allows me time to get out and clear my head, think about things. Um, and just, you know, strategize for some goals. Um, and it actually has gotten me to where like, wow, there are some things that right, right now I might be running from them, but I can't run from them forever because wherever I go, the problem is because the problem really is me. So let me think about ways or people I need to talk to or, or, whatever the case may be, where I can start fixing me, which will then fix the problem so I'm not running from something. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. It, it does. is. It's like a self-revelation. It's like a time to have to quiet everything so that you can maybe reach the parts of your things you know but they're way back, right? Like they're buried under the stress of daily life and so I feel like you know, those things come 
to the forefront and you can think, what is, what do I need to do? What, what is the big picture? So I yeah. get that. Yes. Um, I just had an analogy come to mind uh, again. I'm a photographer. So I think in word pictures, um, trail running would be the drilling that a dentist does to remove the crud so he can clean out space to put the filling in. Mm-hmm. It's not the filling, but it's more of the drilling. And and you've got it, you've got to just take that time to be alone with someone who knows what they're doing and can clean out that junk so so like something healing and filling can go in. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm glad you said it like that because one of the things that was coming to my mind as you were talking was a lot of the things that happen to me when I'm trail running is I tend to dump things that are stressors in my life. And these are things that I may not ever be able to fix, but I'm carrying them as burdens. And yep. we, we're carrying too much of that shit as burdens. And so exactly like you said, drilling out and getting rid of the crud so that way something else can go in and fill it the right way. And maybe it is the, the wholesome family time and other stuff that needs to go back in there. But we, we carry stressors from work and life and jobs and other people have, you know, uh, illnesses and it, it worries us, but it, it's things that are outside of our control. And we just, we, we fret about it and we have no control over it. And then we just, we have to find a means to get rid of all that stuff and not carry it, you know? Yes. Yes. And, you know, there's an element of self-care. Too much self-care can get selfish, but there's, there's, there's a level of self-care that we all as humans need to do. Um, and I, I'm thinking of an example. Uh, there's, there's something that I, when I started flying in airplanes, um, my first flight, was, I was 21 or 22 years old. So I was an adult for every time I've been on an airplane. But for the longest time, I never understood when the flight attendant would give the pre-flight safety check. And they said, parents, if the oxygen mask comes mm-hmm. down first put your mask on first before your child and i'm like why would i do that i'd want oxygen to get to my kid soonest that's what parents do we sacrifice ourselves and we lay our lives down for our kids that's great and noble to an extent but if i'm passed out because i don't get my oxygen on there's no way my kid's going to carry me off that plane Mm-hmm. But if, yeah, that's true. If I can do my self care first and keep myself whole and able to function, if my kid passes out, he'll wake up, but I can carry him off the plane. And it took me three or four years of flights before that realization sunk in. Um, so, trail running as self care, which is a could be a temporarily running from something to clear out whatever needs to be cleared out. So when we come back, we can be whole-er to be better humans and better parents or whatever, then I think that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But if it's, you know, this, this is awful. I just, I just want to run and I just want to run and I'm hoping the problems are going to fix themselves behind me when I'm gone. That's probably not a good place to be. Mm It wouldn't mm-hmm. be for me, um, yeah, because I don't I'm I don't want to sacrifice my kid for my my family for time alone in the woods. 
mm-hmm. as awesome as Time Alone in the Woods is, um, it's nothing compared to the people that live in my house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I yeah, love that I analogy. Mean, I do too. And, you know, it, it blesses me to see you continually interrupted by kids because that's, <laughs> we know that I mean, feeling yeah. <laughs> that's usually me <laughs> um that i've i've got some amazing people and um part of my active recovery is uh my 11 year old was just in here and she my family came to the mid-state mile uh, mm-hmm. which yeah was, i actually met them i got which to meet them and talk awesome. to them that was a perfect event because it wasn't like a 50 miler or a, an, another ultra mm-hmm. where I'm like, Hey, see you at the start. And then I'll be back in eight <laughs> hours or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Every within 20 minutes I was back. So it was really interactive for them. And uh, they got to you know meet a lot of the trail tribe and kind of see what mm-hmm. it was like. Um, and that was just phenomenal. And my 11 year old who was just in here now, 11 year old is, um, you know, she was picking up on when runners would come in and there was a crew there going, okay, what do you need? Um, I need fluids. Next time I'm going to need calories, but right now I need fluids or this, that, and the other. And I was maybe three or four laps in after they were there. Um, and, and she came up, she's like, what do you need, daddy? What do you need? And, and she'd run over and get it for me. And she was just kind of hooked. Um, so she has informed me that next June's mid-state mile, when I do it again, she wants to be my crew chief. Awesome. I love I'm going that. To let yeah. Her. yeah, I love I'm it. Gonna let I her do it. it. Um, but then with, with Becca and John announced the Tennessee mile in December, mm-hmm. timed event, and they said there was a youth 5K. And I told oh. Mo, she's like, <laughs> well, let's do it. I'll be done. Yeah. With, I'll be done with my fifty. It'll be fall. We're gonna be hanging out. We'll do family hikes. You and I can run ahead for a mile and a half, mm-hmm. and then we can run back. Whatever. Like I could train you from end of September to early to mid December. Um, and she and I went out last Monday, and she walked, run, walked, ran. She did a walk run of her first five k. She covered the cool. distance for the very first time on foot last monday and that's she was awesome so excited um so i'm i'm going to be training an 11 year old to nice <laughs> at john and becca's um and yeah. that's our family time so that's you know i i had my time and now we're going to have our time um and i don't know if she gets bit by the bug great if not we've got at least that one event where we were doing it together and my family can come and cheer her for her three laps and and um, anyway, I don't even know how I got off on that tangent other than I'm <laughs> proud of her. No, it's awesome. Yeah, that is fun. Um, it's totally awesome. And I think one of the laps you were on at Mid-State Mile, we were, um, Lauren, did we go down to the creek and his kids were down there and ask your kids if they remember the crazy man who picked up the crawdad and was showing everybody? Oh, that, yeah. That, that we was me. Crawdad. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> They, yeah, they we remember that. that might have been them. There was a group <laughs> of kids. My kids had come by that time, and um, no, it, it was his kids. I know it was. Okay, okay, yeah. Remember the guy with the crawfish? Yeah, <laughs> swinging it yeah, around. Two girls and a boy. <laughs> yeah, the first the first time someone showed me that, I was like, "Oh, you can't pick up a crawdad. He'll get you." You know, but you <laughs> yeah. have to learn how to do it. You know, behind his. I did it. 
you grab it the right way and he can't reach you, you know? Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I, yeah, I don't know how to do that either. So you'll yeah. have to show me next time. I'll show I'll... you. <laughs> so let me describe it to everybody. You know that like you <laughs> take one hand and wiggle it in front of him and he's going to he's going to get mad and start, you know, clamping his claws. Right. And yeah. he's going to follow your one hand. And then you just reach the other one behind him and you grab him right behind the arms and, and you can pick him right up. And oh, he awesome. and so his claws cannot reach backwards. And so don't grab him too far forward. Otherwise, yes, he can get you. But, you know, as long as you get him in the right spot, he cannot come around and get you. That's it. We've peaked, bud. That was it. Our podcast has has peaked. (laughs) We can never get better than that. But I would recommend. Yeah. (laughs) How to pick up a crayfish. I'd recommend letting someone show you, even though I just told you, because. (laughs) (laughs) Do not sue us. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You go pick one up and it pinches your nose. Don't sue us. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You don't have him. He's got you. (laughs) That's hysterical. (laughs) <laughs> oh. oh but yeah that was a fun event yeah and i remember i, I met your wife and kids there they were great um because we had done a few laps i don't i did i don't even remember 10 or 11 laps and then I, we just sat and watched everybody and drank beer and <laughs> right. it was well fun. that was the yeah. place to do it it's like human nascar <laughs> human yeah, nascar it was, yeah. it was. oh my gosh i love that analogy because it totally <laughs> is human nascar like that is it yeah far more interesting than nascar <laughs> yes yes i agree yes this is absolutely. this is one of his this is one of his little audio video analogies he does yeah <laughs> That's, it is it's human nascar How how did I not see this? Oh my gosh, this is awesome! But yeah, so bud, you going to come back from Mid State next year? I think we got to do it. Oh again. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'll do several laps. Maybe this I'll year do... I'll be. Yeah, <laughs> he's like na- I'll drink some beers and do some laps. <laughs> my, watch my human NASCAR. Yeah. <laughs> you could do your own beer mile. Oh, yeah. there you go, bud. I think you should. You need to. I think I should. Yeah, yeah you never did the claw mile, right? No, I didn't. Oh, what a wuss. Yeah, you totally, you're going to have to do something. You're going to have to do something. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, Gregory, I'm so glad to have you on. We won't keep you much longer because I know you've got, sounds like you got three eager kids looking for daddy. <laughs> I'm wondering how much longer you have. Um, so if you could give people advice, let's say other people are training for their first 50 miler and they've got lots of life stuff. Maybe they got kids, jobs, all that. What is like your biggest piece of advice? Like looking back now, what do you think helped you the most? Um, what helped me the most, uh, I'll answer that by what helped me the most and then what I wish I could have done differently. Mm-hmm. Um, what helped me the most was, was honestly uh, getting introduced to all that is Chad Wright because by June or July, I mean, I was in the funk of the, just like the the toughest part of the, the training program. And once I figured out who Chad was, and I mean, I climbed that hill at Mid-State with him 14 times at least, shoulder to shoulder. I didn't mm-hmm. know who the dude was until he freaking won the thing. I was like, such a missed opportunity of just conversing, not picking his brain and asking for advice and free mentorship, but just mm-hmm. conversation. I was so in my head of, I want to do this. I want to see how far I can go as part of my training plan. Like all this, I was in just the zone. Yeah. But once I got home and realized like what a superhuman he is and both meanings of that word. um, And I 
digested all of his um, inspirational talks. I was like, there's so much here that I can apply to the funk that I'm in right now because I'm in, I'm in pay cut. I'm, yes, I'm saving expenses because I'm not driving up the interstate to, to work and all that, blah, just all this Corona crud. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole don't die in the chair just really pushed me forward uh, to do that. Um, so that was a really cool thing. And, but what I wish I could have done uh, that would have suited my personality was um, I wish I actually could have hired a coach mm-hmm. to help me decipher how to alter a training plan based on what I was feeling yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or this, that, and the other. I ended up winging it. Um, I did the plan maybe 80% to paper. Yeah. Um, and I, I literally, I just could not do the rest, um, both from time and Hello. physical ability. And my hamstrings were just shot. I mean, I was, I was fried. I was crispy. Hello. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> and <laughs> and um, I decided to, quote, hang it up and take a, uh, add another week to taper um, after the 50K at um, Cumberland Plateau Stage Race. Mm-hmm. Just like, man, I'm. I met my goal there. I wanted to do that race with my 50 mile strategy of having some in the tank for another eight for another 19 miles. Um, and that was a success. Um, but I was like, I've got four more weeks. I tried to run after that 50 K and I was just like, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to do a three week taper. And it was the most glorious thing ever. Mm. (laughs) Um, But I think all I'd say is I think a coach, if I would have had a coach on my side and at, at my beck and call, then Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have fretted about it so much. Um, And I might've been able to complete it faster, which is no big deal because that wasn't my goal. Mm -hmm. But the competitor in me was like, Oh, 15 and a half hours. Wow. I, missed my 12 hour well, I don't even know why that was a goal why did I set that goal mm. I don't know I have I have nothing to go on I don't why would I want to do it in 12 hours um it would have helped me align expectations a little bit because mm-hmm. I had to reset them several times along the way and I felt like I was lowering my expectations mm. every time I had an expectation shift then I was and, and at one point I was like I just want to get this thing done and call it done I wasn't in, enjoying it um, but yeah, then I, but then paper time kicked in. I was like, wow, I'm actually feeling good. I'm <laughs> so yes. that line of like, boom, let's do this. Let's knock it out. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just that, that whole mental funk that you go through, um, a coach, I think would have been nice. Yeah, no, I can totally see that. I, I will say I've never used a coach and I honestly now usually make my own training plans, which, you know, I mean, time is never an issue for me. I never really said times other than um but now so chad wright for those listening who don't know uh he did win the mid-state mile totally an inspiring um individual like gregory said and so look him up uh if you if you don't know who this person is uh totally i mean just really good to follow and so yeah i um i had i did not know him either and had been kind of with like you like you know had crossed paths with him and didn't really know much about him you know um and then afterwards kind of learning his story and then seeing how he uses his platform as inspiration just really really cool guy so yeah Yeah. that's that's cool yeah 
And I would have um, continued even just body weight strength training. I stopped it with maybe eight weeks to go because I was so focused on getting miles mm, in, yeah, extending my endurance uh, and getting distance in that right. I stopped doing anything else. Um, when I do this again, I will not stop doing that. Yeah. Um, I might even, like if I had a 10-mile day on Wednesday, I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to do five, and then the next five miles, I'm going to do, I'm going to stretch. I'm going to do push-ups. I'm going to do burpees. I'm going to do mm-hmm. strength training, core work, um, because that is also important. I think that would have propelled yeah. me a little better if I would have focused on that. Uh, but again, you know, I was, there's only so much time of the day and I was so focused on doing the distance, making sure I could do the jump from 31 miles plus 19 to 50. I'm like, I'm, I'm just going to go forward. Um, it worked, but I don't think that was the best option. I think I still could have gone forward and completed 50 if I would have done at least one day of, uh, body weight strength training. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and I feel like for, you know, I feel like for most people, it is so individualized, which is why it's good to have a coach or if you've run enough and you just know what you, your body needs, because everyone's so different, you know, um, what works for like a lot of other people that have always felt like, oh, I should do that. Or kind of, you know, compared myself and been like, well, I don't do it that way, but I know this works for me. And that's hard to get your mind wrapped around because like you see a training plan or you see your friends training a certain way. And so you do start to doubt yourself, you know? And so I do feel like once you, you, you start running longer distances, you learn what you need, but yeah, I think it's always great to have a coach that can work with you as an individual, uh, just, you know, for your, for your lifestyle, for, you know, your goals and just how your body works, you know? Um, yeah. Cause I, I'm a big fan of cross training and all of that. And I usually don't stop it to like the week before race day. And I what? used to, to do, be the same way as you, like I got to get those miles and everything else would fall aside. And I found I did, I do better like incorporating my normal, you know, things that are good for my body that I know that my body needs, um, like cross training. So yeah, yeah. I can, I totally get that. Yeah. And I know it's fun. There's a fun little camaraderie between ultra runners and CrossFitters. Yeah. <laughs> but there are a few people I know who have a foot in both worlds. Mm-hmm. And the ultra runners that I know that do high intensity workouts are faster ultra runners than those who don't. Yeah. So I think there's they have that that missing ingredient dialed in. Uh, I mean, I could, I could name three people right now who I know like do CrossFit or that uh-huh. kind of thing in addition to getting in the miles and they are way faster than I am. Yeah. Yeah. I can see despite it. Yeah. Being, despite being younger, but yeah. still, um, and I was like, okay, okay uh, you win. I need to do this. <laughs> right. Um, right. So that, that's, that's one thing I would do differently. Yeah. Okay. Time. Oh man, bud, you got anything, any burning questions or psychoanalysis you need done? (laughs) I I had a few very pointed questions. If you could just answer them, we can just go through them real quick. Because I know, I know that it's stuff our, our, our listeners like to hear, but, um, what is your diet? (laughs) (laughs) Just tell us everything. (laughs) It's, It's a very high carb diet. 
Um, I love you. <laughs> cereal. Okay. Yeah, and cereal's I love good, oatmeal, man. and I love oh, yeah. bread, and I love uh-huh. beer, and I love mm. anything that rhymes with carbohydrate. Okay. <laughs> um, I also love a good juicy burger and yes. Um, All right. He's just so, so cute, bud. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just I'm like your average Joe when it comes to diet. I I don't do keto. I don't do vegan. Um, I'm more of a carbivore, um, <laughs> which again might speak to the little bit of a spare tire I'm carrying around my waist. But still, it's awesome. I mean, I eat dairy. I I it, given left my devices i could probably do a gallon a gallon of milk like every two days wow uh, <laughs> oh, this is not one of those do as i say that's what goes in carbs and milk, that's the carbs and milk. Success. <laughs> well we were just we were curious about like what your secret formula was for you know, doing your endurance runs. And so now we know it's pretty much just <laughs> bowl of cereal. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, because people people always want to hang to some kind of top secret or fancy diet. Like it's the thing that's gonna help you get there. And I quite frankly, I don't believe that's true. I think um your body as a as a amazing machine, you know, can process all kinds of different things, but it needs to have all kinds of different things to process. Yes. And I, I don't believe, and there's going to probably be people get mad, but, you know. Oh, they, we're going to get angry letters, bud. Yeah. <laughs> from all of our they, two listeners. You're going to get yeah. canceled. Yeah, there, right. there's, there's people that claim they do better switching to vegan diets. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. But there's God, oh, God yeah. bless them. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm all not right. saying that it was what people need to do. I'm just answering a question on what, <laughs> what I do. Yeah, and now involves, we know. It involves <laughs> cereal and milk. <laughs> I love it. Okay, that's cool. So, uh, what kind of shoes do you like? Um, I I like I want to like Salomon, um, but I've got Hobbit feet, and the the <laughs> great pair of Salomon I have that only have forty five miles in them are too narrow for my feet. So yeah. I did this 50 in two pairs of ultra lone peaks. And uh, I'm not normally a fan of the zero drop, but man, I love that wiggle room in my toes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Solomon's are narrow. I have freakishly narrow feet, which is why I love Solomon's. Oh, wow. But I want to like other shoes. Like I tried ultras. I tried everything, but I have to wear Solomon because my feet are so narrow. They just work. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's, typical like they're very slender yeah 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 and i was i was fine uh, the only reason i took my second pair of um lone peaks is because my the, the one i started out in are my older pair and they're kind of dead mm. um, but i didn't want to do the entire distance in the same pair of shoes so i started out with my starter shoes if you will and mm-hmm. then then it did the bulk of it uh at 18 miles i put my my favorite kicks on um and just went the rest way. And yeah, my feet were fine. They've got a rock Ooh. plate in it. Um, it was good. My my calves are still a little tense, but I think that's just because mm-hmm. I need to get some massage therapy. I don't think it has mm-hmm. to do with zero drop. Because I put an insole in it anyway. And I, I like four millimeter drop. Mm-hmm. And there's probably enough of that in the insole <laughs> that I have. So yeah, yeah. Ultra Lone Peaks is what I, what I ran in. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. And like fueling on your run, do you like goose or um, I, real I food or what do you like? I'm a DIY food guy. Um, I like to experiment with a DIY gels. Um, like okay. point where I've written down the proportions of the ingredients. Oh. And wow. Like I've got a spreadsheet for it. So if I change something, I can just change it and it like creates formula. I'm kind of quasi developing maybe something. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I didn't say that, but maybe. Interesting. Uh, it, it, it tastes really good and it's uh, it was your just your basic pantry raid. Uh-huh. Uh, it's all store bought ingredients. Um, I haven't gone as far as a caro a bottle of caro syrup with <laughs> salt in it, oil. yeah. Like Greg Armstrong. Like Greg, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll, I'll try it one of these days just to see what it's like. But, I know. I kind of um, want to, yeah. I, I found that salted mashed potatoes mm. is like mm-hmm. rocket fuel to my system. Again, mm. I'm a carbivore, so it, <laughs> it's quick burn stuff. Um, and I made a peanut butter oatmeal gel goo concoction mm. with chia seeds and like all kinds of stuff in it for the jewel. But then I also ate, you know, Snickers bars and candy and scratch and all that stuff. But yeah. Um, but again, I don't have my race day and long run nutrition dialed in. <laughs> so this is not a do as I say or do. It's just do it's what I like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's what I want to spend money on. I don't I don't want to drop three dollars for a you know, single shot of I drew or gel. Yeah. I can, I I've got a six ounce pack of, um, uh, like, you know, like moms will put like baby food in them, the reusable yeah. things. Oh yeah. And those. in that six ounces, which is like, you know, six packets, I, my recipe has got like eight or 900 calories in it mm-hmm. in that entire pack. So divide that by six. So it's, um, it's a little more than your standard gel. Except yeah. for spring. Spring's getting up in the 250 packs. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. yeah. So, anyway. DIY so, kind of stuff. So, I have to ask you this question. Because um, Lauren rags me about this. Now, you mentioned the calories that was in that packet. And it brought to mind something I had earlier today. Which was a pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, God. And his pumpkin and, spice lattes. <laughs> I think it had... It had close to 800 calories in it. Easily. Oh, yeah. well, there you go. That's a great so, mid-run drink. So what <laughs> is your take? Flask. I know. What is your take on pumpkin spice? Um, I will do one, at least one, maybe two every season. Just to get um, in the mood. I know. That's how um, I am. Be- because it's fall. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I like. I honestly would prefer to have a cortado with a, a dash or two of nutmeg on the top, and mm. that is just the mm. same. It, it, it's the nutmeg that makes it a fall drink for me. Mm. Oh, that sounds wow. good. Cortado is my all-time favorite coffee drink. Can you explain mm. that to me? Because I'm just like salivating over here. Yes. Okay. So a, a cortado is uh-huh. this, it's a Spanish word. Oh, I love uh, it, it already. To, to cut in half. Okay. Um, so think of a latte. Yeah. If you have a two, two ounce, a double shot latte, so uh-huh. two, two to four ounces of espresso, and then they fill the rest of the 12 ounces with cream. Okay. But a cortado is the same espresso base with half the cream. 
Okay. Oh, so it's, okay. So it's like a concentrated latte. Mm-hmm. Oh. Ooh, that sounds really good. It's, it doesn't, it's not as diluted and as mm-hmm. cream filled as a latte because you stop halfway. Gotcha. Okay. That sounds really good. That's how I make mine at home. I didn't know it. I was so fancy and high, high class. So I make that at home every morning. <laughs> yeah. So, so, but your challenge is yeah. find your local coffee shop. If, yeah. if, they're, if they're pulling espressos for cappuccinos and lattes, but they don't have a cortado on the menu, uh-huh. they mm-hmm. probably still know how to make it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And okay, it literally, so I mean, it's, it's six ounces. It's small. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. It's concentrated. And yeah, it's that sounds good. Bomb. I was going to say, that is awesome. really nice. Yeah. I know so, what I'm doing tomorrow. Yeah, I know, right? That's what I'm like. <laughs> I was going to go get my first pumpkin spice latte. Sorry, bud. I'm, that's not what I'm getting now. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, 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 it's a PSL without all the sugar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And just you know, at the at the at half and half bar where the napkins and the lids and all that, just dash some nutmeg and dash some cinnamon. Mm, and there you go. That that's a fall drink, right there. All right, here you, you heard it here on our podcast, the Gregory Fall Drink. <laughs> you now know how to craft it yourself. You can. Yes. It'll be the new trend. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, bud. What else you got? You know, that that sums it up for me, I think. That's I really awesome. enjoyed talking with you, Oh, Greg. man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, well, we're definitely going to see at Mid-State Mile, and I'm going to hopefully make it to a full moon run. I really want to. Even it's a haul for me, but I'm thinking, who can watch my kids? And I can bring my husband. It can be like date night. <laughs> yeah. Moon? Like, how cool would that be? So, yeah, I'm going to have to figure this out for sure. Awesome. Well, you've got that um, that adventure van. Um, I know, right? It is, and, and again, I don't know. I don't, I've never met your kids, so I don't know if this would be feasible. <laughs> yeah. But it's a Friday night run. So it's a six, for all the 30th, it's, it's a six mile run. So within an hour, you'll be back. Hmm. Hmm. Um, if and it's in a safe place where if they've got books or whatever to keep them occupied, like if yeah. you leave them at a campsite, yeah, for an hour. You mm-hmm. could leave them at this park in the mm, van for an hour. Very tempting. <laughs> and you, you both could come and run. Very tempting. But I don't yeah. know what the age of your kids are. I mean, if they're well, I have one that's a little young and one with special needs. So we'll probably end up dropping them with somebody and then be like, sorry, kids, mom and dad are taking a moonlight run. Right. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, I'm just so glad that you uh, came to talk to us tonight. And uh, we will definitely share. We're going to write down the names of all the podcasts and um, well, we can even link to Chad Wright. So people are like, oh, Chad Wright, I need to check this guy out. Um, kind of everything we talked about tonight. So this was awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll send you the links to those shows. Yeah, um, that'd be great. Thanks for rolling with the uh, uh, kiddo interruptions. Oh, hey, we, we know how that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's our lives, too. It, it, awesome. It's life, you know, this, yep. we're trying to mix you know, our real life with our, uh, our dream life of trail running somewhere, <laughs> That's right. That's they right. literally will mix, yep. um, but they've got to mix in a balance here That's in right. my world. It's not one or the other. Yeah. That is the great way to do it. Awesome, man. Well, thanks so much. And I'll let you get back to your family and bud, I'll let you get back to yours and Absolutely. I hope you'll both have a great night. Oh, this right. was 
much fun. Thank you guys. All right. Thank you. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Enjoy your night.